welcome to Chasing T-Notes Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the Boston Celtics. This is Season 1, Episode 3, and I'm always, always joined by my co-host, LL Cool L. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Larry. Larry, what's up, man? What's going on? Let's get it. Let's get it. First of all, I want to get the formalities out of the way. I want to wish... All the listeners, they're not many. Uh, and I want to wish Larry and his family a happy new year because we're recording this on uh, New Year's Eve. Larry, do you have anything to look forward for 2024? Ooh, 2024, I would say travel. Travel is definitely something that's in my, my, my sights right now. And, and, to be productive while I travel, not to take a vacation, but to, to be productive with all the you know the businesses and books that I'm working on. So that's that's my that's my provision goal right now. Yeah, I would I would I would agree. We're we're thinking about traveling, but we we were talking about like what's what's a good vacation? What's a good vacation? And we're like, oh, you know, go somewhere where you don't do nothing. And we we're like, the yeah, we word, need to go somewhere where we don't do nothing. Keyword is inclusive. If it doesn't have inclusive in that package, it is not a good vacation. It's not a good vacation. Whether yeah. you're going on a, a cruise or if you're going to a resort, it has to be inclusive. You should not have to worry about what you're going to pull out your credit card or anything. It should already be included. And I would say, I would say Cabo right now. The Cabo inclusive, um, that would be my number one right now. Yeah, you. So you recommend Mexico? We we went to Mexico. My wife is like, oh, we already been there. So I was like, you know what? We need to go to DR. We haven't been to DR. Like, let's go to DR. Let's take the kids to DR. But the thing is that, you know, and whenever you go see family, it's not a vacation because you actually have to like do work. You actually have to like delegate. You actually have to like sleep in someone's bed it's not it's not the same it's not the same larry it's what i'm saying it's not the same visiting family it's not i wouldn't call that vacation yes you're not yeah. working but are you really not working true. It's, true. Yeah. yeah so I, I digress let's let's talk about the boston celsius game we're doing this 12 31 they have a 20 and 22 and 6 record 25 and 6 record Larry, they're also undefeated. Larry, did you ever think that when we started doing this podcast and we went into December, that the Boston Celtics would have an undefeated record at home? No, no, I would never think they'd be 16-0. and 0. And, and impressive, 9-6 and 6 away. You know, I don't expect Boston to go 82-0 at any time. 25-6 uh, is impressive. I didn't think they could get past Minnesota. Minnesota will be number one right now, but they they got them by one whole game, so that is amazing. Um, they have exceeded you know both your mine and your expectations. I would think. Right now. Yes, and so as we as we doing this podcast Sunday morning, they have one more game against San against San Antonio tonight at seven o'clock, oh. and we both got them down as victory. So they might, you know, they might go twelve and two for the month of December, and that's. To me, that's like incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, so before we get into the nitty gritty, let's let's go over our NBA news because 
there's a lot of news for the month of December. And the first one that I want to talk about, Larry, is Gianna scoring 64 points. Um, Did you think he had it in him to get that many points? No, I, I thought we wouldn't see any of that, you know, because he's sharing the ball with Dame. And Dame is considered a point guard, but he's a, sh- he's a shooting guard. He, he scores first. He has that score mentality, takes over the fourth quarter. So I thought those antics that we've seen from, from Giannis over the last, you know, couple of years would, would, would dis- dissipate. Um, but uh, I like how they, they understand that Middleton is not the same. And they had to add something extra. And it, yes, we haven't seen them blow out teams the way we expected. Uh, I think they're still going through some growing pains. Um, but uh, that, that game on a score 64 shows that uh, he can still do what he can do. Yeah, and I think that to me, that is a sample size of what's, what's come because I think that the only way that they're going to win games going forward is by having high scoring games. And The NBA overall is high scoring anyways, but I think that with this team, Giannis and uh, Lillard and everyone else, because the defense is so bad, they're going to have to blow out teams, basically. At least they're going to have to outscore them, right? Correct. Correct. Larry, the other news that I have here is the Lakers are champions of the in-season tournament. Um, how do you feel about that? I know this is, you know, this was the I, first one. How do you feel about that? There was there were some cons, but I think there was more pros for the for the in uh, season IST, and uh, I think it's going to continue. I think they're going to make some changes. Obviously, they're going to make some changes to the floor, which that'd be the number one thing. Um, but and maybe add some more money too, because obviously the Lakers played to win that money. I mean. Some of those guys that are on the, that far into the bench doubled their salary for winning that tournament. So um, I think it's going to stay. Uh, I think it did what it needed to do. I think the ratings were great. Uh, I think at first the the the, the, the record that the record, but the, the the schedule was a little bit a little bit kind of wanky. We were trying to kind of figure it out, but then we we started to, to, to catch on pretty quickly and know which one was the end season tournament. So uh, I think it's good. I think it showed us something about the Lakers and the Indiana Pacers. That they're that they're they're for real. However, not sure what happened to the Lakers after them. Yes, I was about to say. I think they're like below 500 since the tournament, or maybe at 500. I just know they're not playing very well. Um, let's see what they do uh, before the trade deadline. But you know, winning in season tournament is not the same as winning at all and becoming champions final. I think you better get that message to the Lakers. I think they the season's over. Yeah, and from the sounds of it, I think LeBron is like, hey, we didn't win. We didn't win the finals. Why <laughs> just stop playing? <laughs> um, the other set of news, Larry, uh, Draymond antics. How, how do you... This is the thing. Is that everyone's acting surprised, at least from like the, the media, but everyone else that's not a Golden State fan is like, Draymond's been doing this since day one. Why is everyone like shackled, son? What? How do you I, I, feel I about Draymond antics? I think I think it's good. I'm glad that they they put the hammer down because he's been doing all these things on court, 
and we have a lot of NBA players that are doing some really bad things off court. Um, and you know, thinking of uh, John Morant, John Morant hasn't really been doing anything bad on court. It's been off court, so we have to make it make sense. So to go out the dream, I think was a good thing. Um, and then John Morant is, is playing amazing right now, and uh, I think they they had him on a winning streak for you know in his first three games. So, um, but um, yeah, I think uh, I think they. I think they let Draymond think about this. Uh, he's, he's always been king of the tech. He's always been king of the antics. And he's been doing this his whole life and getting away with it. And people have been rewarding him for this play. And I think it's now it's time to say, hey, we don't want this in basketball, you know? You think it's time to get it out? Like, because, you know, I think when Stern, when Stern was running the show, he wanted the violence. He wanted all the hard fouls out of the game. I feel like Draymond is, you know, uh, it's like it's like just just barely even even passing that line. Like he's like not following the rules, as forth said by Stern. Right? We wouldn't even be talking about Draymond if he played twenty years ago. I think the new NBA. This is not what we do. Um, I think I just heard out recently that Rondo was talking about what Wade did to him in the in the in the game in a um, in a, a playoff game, and I knew he did that. Everyone knew he did that, and um, I just think that a lot of these things that used to happen all the time and now they're kind of hush hush. I'm, I'm glad that they're pointing these things out. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, the other set of news, uh, Larry. Detroit has finally stopped the losing. And I know I, I know that we want we're gonna go deeper into it when we talk about the highest paid coaches. But how do you feel? You know, I know that they almost topped the streak against Boston. But how do you feel about Detroit? Are you happy? Are you kind of disappointed? Like what? What's your feeling about? I was it? I was curious. Um, I, I I obviously watched the game they played against Celtics, but then I also wanted to see how they would play the next game, which was against the Raptors, who we just played both of them. And the Detroit Pistons don't really have a bad team. If they don't have a good team, but they don't have a bad team. And I and I'm I'm confused because they do have Monty. I know we're gonna talk about that in a few minutes, but I was just confused about why they haven't figured it out after 28 games. Um, you know, I think they were like two and one when the season started, so everything was okay. Um, but then it just all went downhill. And, and yeah, they have some injuries, but those those happened late in the in the streak. So, I don't know, it was just very strange. And so I wanted to see if they were just not sharing the ball or if they weren't playing the right players. And I didn't see any of that. And, and yeah, they had some blowouts during that streak, but they were also some close games. But... Um, yeah, Detroit shouldn't have that record. That's not their true record. They should have maybe 10 more games won than they do. Yeah, I agree. I mean, watching that game against Boston, they have some, they got some ballers. They got some players. I mean, they have Cunningham, of course. He was unstoppable, basically. He can, he can go against little guards, big guards, small forwards. I mean, he had it going on. And then Bogdanovich, he can shoot your lights out. I, I was impressed, not so much his three-point shooting, but, you know, I think he can get the shot that he wants. I, he, there was some 
wide open shots that he missed but i was like how is how is this happening basically yeah, how it, is this it, happening to detroit when they have you know a pretty good team yeah i think it's a detroit thing to be honest with you but um i'm just very surprised you got a great coach you got a you got an all you got a i believe an all-star player in the making with Kane. so you, you got a good start and you just have to listen to coach because he knows how to win and and go from there but uh yeah i was very surprised uh they had that long streak that's not the team i would expect the few other teams in the, in the league right now that i could take it do that but i didn't think they were going to do the 28 game losing streak yeah i didn't think that either um larry we we didn't do this at the start of the season picked out picked our nba mvp and nba rookie so i guess i guess you know season three i guess this is you know this is what it is so who who is your favorite for NBA MVP right now? Wow, um, I'm gonna go off of what they go off of, which is record. What would happen if we took that player off the team? And and basically the the story. I mean that those are the three things that they look at, and they break in like crazy records. And right now, um, I do have. Um, Halliburton on my list. Yeah, if Halliburton as your MVP right now, if I'm looking at the betting, the this is just I'm just gonna read to you the top five. Uh, number one, uh, they have Joel Embiid as number one. Again, this is just you know the odds on favor. Um, they have Jokic as number two. They have uh, Giannis as number three. Uh, SGA as number four, and then they have Lucas number five. But you're saying that you like Halliburton as winning the MVP. Halliburton just had back to back 20 assist games. They won the end season tournament. Um, I still don't think he's at his full potential. Uh, so right now, I like him. You know, the first three you named are your normal three that are always going to be there. It's always going to be a there's always going to be a fight between those three to win it. But if we want to look at different things and, you know, if he starts breaking some assist records, you know, I'm talking about like John Stockton numbers, then I think he has a shot. And of course, if they keep winning, that's the key too. Um, I do like what SGA has been doing lately too. Uh, I don't think he's been getting enough credit for what he's doing with that team. Um, and then of course, Luke is always going to be there. You know that. Yeah. I, you know, I, Initially, I wanted to pick a Celtic, like I wanted to pick Tatum as the MVP, but I I like, I don't know if I'm ready to a crown Joel Embiid because he was hurt the other day and they, the Magic, and they beat the Magic. I mean, they beat him pretty bad without Joel Embiid. So I'm like, why? Obviously, you can beat a good team without Joel Embiid. I don't think that makes you the MVP candidate. MVP is like you said, you have to be integral part of that team. Like they can't, they can't win without you. And yeah. I saw the Sixers win without uh, Joel Embiid. I, I'm gonna lean, I'm gonna lean towards Jokic. I think he figures it out. He just, he does it all as far as the rebounds and the assists. And you know, when he feels like, right now he's he's averaging 26 points per game, but I. He can drop 40 on you on the drop a drop of time. So I, 
you know, and they're not even at full strength right now. I don't think, I think um, the guard is still out. So I'm leaning towards Jokic, but, you know, SGA, every time I watch a game, SGA just takes over. But it's like, I don't know if they're good enough. I don't know if that makes them good enough to, um, you know, to the point to the point that if SGA wasn't there, would they still be winning? What do you think? If SGA wasn't there, yeah, no, they wouldn't be winning at the same at the same clip. Um, and like you said before, Sixers have a good team. Mm-hmm. They've always had a good team. Um, they lost uh, James Harden, and they're still playing at a good clip. Um, Embiid has missed a lot of games, and they still play at a good clip. So. Um, you know, I just think that that's what we need to look at more. Um, Luca, I already know they struggled without Luca. That's why he's on there. Uh, but then we also remember what, what happened with Indiana when Halliburton didn't play. And Boston beat them by, I think, 55 points, something close to that, you know, 51 points. So Halliburton is, is definitely an MVP in my, in my book. Yeah, I, I would I would agree. But I, I know sometimes, you know, I think he said this at the podium that it does get into like a competition of like who's the most popular especially when it comes to the mvp voting so we'll see how how that you know works out larry the other the other uh, vote that we didn't do shame on us was the nba mvp nba rookie award who do you like who's your favorite or who you're leaning towards as winning this award Man, I hate to I hate to say what everyone else is thinking, but you know, if he doesn't win him, if he doesn't win the rookie, it will be a a bad year because that's really all he has to do this year. So I'm gonna have to say Wimbo right now, and I think if he doesn't be if he's not careful, someone could try to take it from him. You know, I think with the rookie ladder right now, I think, uh, I don't think he's number one right now, you know, um, so, but, um, I think the record is what everyone's looking at, um, and who's the guy, is it Miami that has somebody right now? Yeah, Miami has Juarez, um, I I feel like he's probably pronouncing it right. Yeah, and depending on minutes, like like you know, Butler's injured again, and he gets more minutes. Yeah, I can see him, you know, making a run for it. But um, I say I say Wimby right now. I haven't really seen too much of Home Holmgren um, and what he's doing. Um, but those are those have got to be the three, um, the three that are actually getting the popularity. Yeah, I'm looking at the odds right now, and the top three are. Chat, Chet, excuse me, Victor, and uh, Oscar Jr., the guy we were just talking about. They also have a uh, Brandon Miller from Charlotte Hornets and Derek Lively at Dallas Mavericks. But you know, to me, watching OKC games, um, Chat is doing it all. I mean, I know Victor is the presence down, down, you know, down the paint, but Chat, I mean. He's making threes, he's blocking shots, he's running the fast break. This dude 
is basically I don't know if you remember but when Shaq came out his rookie season to Orlando Magic and he was just doing it all he was you know running the break assists galore blah 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 I think Chet is you know I think taking the year off because of injury helped them a lot helped them how the NBA moves and what you need to do I you know I, I personally I think that he got a leg up by taking a year off but I'm really really leaning towards Chet Holmgren I hope that he stays um, injury free the whole season I I just that's why I say it if you remove SGA from this team I think Chet might be you know I think they'll be okay that's why I think I think that's what he needs uh, to solidify his rookie his rookie if if uh, maybe uh, SGA misses like maybe two or three games maybe has a minor injury and they're able to pull up some wins and he's the leading scorer I think that would work I think that would work in his favor because right now uh, he he has it's again it goes with popularity and the popularity is with Wimba because of his size you know um, but and his that's not bad when I compare him to Holmgren but I'm looking at we look again we look at record too um, and I know we know that all rookies go on bad teams they're top rookies but um, like I said um, I think the other two that is what Brandon Miller Yeah, you have Brandon Miller from the Hornets. He's, you know, he's averaging about four, 15 points a game. And then you have Derek Lavely, who's getting a lot of rebounds and just under 10 points. So it's not, you know, it's like you said, they're going to look at the record. Um, but I think that MVP is more record driven. I think that you have to look at, are they, are they starting? Is this rookie starting? Are they actually making a difference? You know, all that goes into account, I think. All right, so let's let's quickly, Larry, let's talk about the NBA All-Star. Um, it's coming, it's basically next month, and how this relates to the Boston Celtics. Obviously, not all five starters are going to make the All-Star game, but... Why not? I, I think that... If I'm if I'm looking at the voting, is you know the fan voting. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the fan voting because a lot of it is you know it's, it's like kids that don't know anything about basketball voting, people that don't know anything about basketball voting, and it's you know it turns into this popularity contest. But you know if you, you make it sound had like, to you make pick, it sound like if China was voting. They would always vote for for who they love because they have the most people. Yes, exactly. And who, and I think <laughs> when, when that happened, remember that that guy that used to play for Dallas. Uh, Dallas, I'm sorry, yes. no, he used to play for Houston Rockets. Right Ming, Ming, and he would Yao just Ming. get gazillion votes. <laughs> yeah, Yao yeah. Ming, and then uh, and then Tracy McGrady too. Because yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So. If you were looking at the NBA All Star, who would you, who would you vote from the Celtics to be in? And and, and yes, it would be great if all five were in it. But let's be realistic and just say, who do you think it's going to be there in February? All right. Well, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Chief Chief P, P. 
for sure. Um, and if I had to say, man, I hate to leave White off, but because of his position, it's going to be hard for him to get it. So I'll have to go just go with the Zinnia State on the Brown right now. Yeah, I mean, I. <laughs> I want to make a case for Derek White to be an all-star. Um, and and from what I'm seeing, and I don't want to overstep on our, our Tommy Points Award, but I really, I really want to make a case for Derek White. I, he's just, you know, last year, was it last year or the year before that? When was it that Smart got the Defensive Player of the Year Award? The year before, right? Year. The year before. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, is there is there a way that we can nominate Derek White to get Defensive Player of the Year? Yeah, let's go ahead and start a campaign for let's it right start now. A campaign. Let's get some signatures. I think we got two blocks in the last uh, two blocks in the last. I think the last five games. Something really ridiculous like that, where not too many people have done that. Um, you I mean, know, the dude is so blossoming. He's blossoming before yeah. our eyes. I just I I don't understand how I don't understand how we got him. You know, uh, I I know he was a player with with the with the San Antonio Spurs, but it just seemed like he just when he first came to our team he was horrible, and then all of a sudden something just a switch just turned on, and he's been doing better each game. Yeah, I mean, with, with you know, and 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 when we get when we go do the Tommy points, I read you have some. Uh, I'll read you some stats that I was just like amazed by. Um, so the other the other NBA news, Larry, is New York made a trade with Toronto. Uh, New York gets OG Obamombi. Sure, I'm mispronouncing this name. And Toronto, they get quickly Barrett and then some draft picks. So, Larry, who won the trade? I'm I'm still shocked of that trade. How are you going to take both teams took their core out? Um, I think for Toronto, they only have maybe one or two players left from the championship year. Um, that would be uh, Siakam and um, um, who the other guy be Bouchard, um, I think, and that's it. Um, so they made a huge change, and with New York. They've been playing well. Barry had a few good games, so I don't. I think that's more of a like a locker room thing that we don't know about. Um, I don't know who made the call. If it was a coach's call, it was a players' call, it was a GM call. I don't know. I I don't like the trade because you go from having three all three potential all stars to I don't I don't consider OG and Obi an all star. That's fine. So I feel like you're you're. You're not going with the trend. The trend right now, if you look at the LA Clippers, look at the um, uh, the Phoenix uh, Phoenix team, the LA Lakers. If you look at um, Milwaukee, if you look at uh, pretty much everybody has like three potential all stars, you know, including the Celtics. And now you're going away from that, so uh, it just doesn't work. I almost feel like the. Uh... You know, I almost feel like they doubled down on the defensive side. I almost feel like having Thibodeau there and he he just wants to, like, lock people down. I mean, they're, 
you know, their current record, I'm talking about New York Knicks, the current record is like they're in eighth place. So they're in the pl in playing game right now, right? I think I think the seventh, I think the eighth and ninth go for the playing game, right? I think that's how it works. I might be, I might be the first ten. Yeah, first ten. Yeah, the first ten are in there. Um, and so, like anyone from, you know, if you're one through six, you you can avoid it. But if you're if you're seven, eight, nine, or ten, you have an opportunity. And I think you're right. I think they are still. Yeah, they're eight. So they're actually in a good spot. They stay in the advantage uh, for the play-in. And they're not that far from being seven or even being six. They could definitely catch Cleveland and Indiana. So maybe the expectations were too high. And they figured they would be in that top six already. And that's why they're making that move. Um, but I watched New York last night. They got beat by Indiana. Indiana just, you know, pummeled them, really. They didn't really have a shot. And, and the thing was, New York played well. Um, they had two top scorers from Brunson and, and Randall. And then they had DiVincenzo coming off the bench scoring like 25 this season high. They still lost by 15 points. And so they're missing something. And I would say it would be RJ Barrett. And you, you got to figure that out. And OG and Obi's not going to make that up for you. So, you know, they, they, they made a mistake on that. Yeah. I mean, I, when they played the Orlando Magic on Friday, they, it, they were, Orlando Magic was up by like twenty points in third quarter, and they they did cut it to five, but they just didn't have enough weapons. They didn't have enough. Randall played well. Jalen Brunson, I think he he has his games where he's fantastic, but you can neutralize him with good defense. So I, I, I almost feel like they should have just gotten another score. And I think they thought I.J. Barrett was going to do that, was going to be the high-scoring guard that they needed. But I think he's been not that person. So I think that this is, I mean, to me, that's why they went for the trade. They were just like, listen, we're not going to, especially the way that teams are scoring 130, 140 points a game. I don't think that the Knicks are ever going to come close to that They're right now. They're averaging 115 points a game, you know, compared to Boston where they're averaging almost 121 game, uh, points per game. I just don't think that they knew that they weren't going to be doing that at all. So they went double down on defense. I just don't know. Is that going to work? Is, is, it, is it really going to work by doubling down on, you know, hardcore defense? I mean, they're right now, if I'm looking at them, the point differential, they're plus 14. So it's not like they're doing that bad, but I mean, they're averaging about the same points per game, 114. So yeah, this is, to me, it's a head scratcher, but that's that's the only spin I can put on it is that maybe they're doubling down on defense. Um, yeah, they definitely did that yesterday. Yeah, they definitely need that yesterday. Okay, so uh, Larry, let's let's move on to our favorite part of the uh, podcast, our Tommy points. Larry, who are you giving your Tommy points to? This was tough because I, I saw what you put for your answer and I wanted to do something different, but I couldn't 
I couldn't have to use Derek White because I see that three that he shot that saved us from having an embarrassing loss uh, against two low teams. So uh, Derek White is, is the one I'm going for. You know what? I and he, I picked Derek White, and I only picked for him from a Tommy points because he doesn't miss games. I don't know how he does it. I know he missed a couple of games because he had a newborn, but other than that, mm-hmm. this guy is, you know, reliable, accountable. He can place defense every night, block shots, steals, you know, like you mentioned, makes threes when he has to. I mean, I don't I want I don't want to say that Derek White is a new Marcus Smart, but I feel like Without all the, you know, extras that you get with Smart, I think Derek White is like a more sharpened, more, you know, more cleaned up Marcus Smart. Do you agree or disagree? Ah, He's not Marcus Smart, never will be. However, he's him. I mean, he's just, he's just different. And he's what we need. He's, he makes us better. I was very upset about losing Marcus Smart and losing uh, um, our sixth man. But it's working. It's working for us. We become we become better. We, we lost uh, like four or five key people. And I would never have made that move. And I think the reason why I made that move is because of the disaster in Miami. But I, I mean... We've become a better team. I know we're missing something. It's like another seven or eight, but you know, you can't. You got to. You got to tip your hat to Derek White. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. I was never really a Marcus Smart fanatic. I know he, you know, the Boston loved him. He hustled. He did all that. I just thought that he brought a lot of like entitlement that he really I felt like he really didn't earn but he felt like entitled but the fact that he got shipped out and now Derek White's and starting and now Derek White is doing Derek White things I think this that was the best move it was the best move um and I I I, listen this is he's the reason why they won against Detroit and they won against Toronto he just Yes. Did not, did not let them lose. Did not, did not yes. let the Celtics lose those games. Um, Larry, who do you have as your GM roundtable? Who do you want to nominate? I put Brad Stevens in. I put Brad Stevens in. Um, and right now it's basically, who, you know, who's got the best story? Who's doing the best? And just because, like. Just from what I just said, we lost four or five poor people and you're first in the NBA. And I think that means that you made the right move to become a better team. I'm not sure where our record was this year, last year, um, um, comparison, but I know that we didn't just have six losses. I know that for a fact, you know, because we're teetering on, okay, are we about to make a Chicago run, our Golden State run. Um, and, um, you know, for us to go 11 and 2. Possibly 12 and, 12 and 2, right? Because we could win today. Um, that that would be huge. Um, and that, again, you have to start looking at that. And, and 
you know, I think we could start our own streak. Uh, the opposite of what Detroit's doing. And that's, and that's all to the GM, Brad Stevens. Yeah, I mean, Brad Stevens definitely gets a nod. I think that he's put this team together. I think that they know, you know, he's just working the right angles, working the right people in there. Um, he's doing it. Celtics ownership is doing it. I just, I just feel like they they know what they have to do. I think the fact that they lost to Miami last year, I think you know, like you mentioned, it triggered something. It triggered something in them that said, "Hey, we need to be better." And I think that making these moves definitely improved the team. The just just the fact that you know we're in late December and they haven't lost a game at home. That's, that's just that's like reminiscent of 2008 and I don't want to jinx them or anything but that that's damn good that's pretty damn good they got 2023 on lock because uh, they're, they're playing in San Antonio so they, they've undefeated for 2023 and, still, and let's see if they can keep it up I I nominated for my GM roundtable Tim Connolly he's the GM for the Minnesota Timberwolves and every time I watch the Timberwolves I'm just like I don't know how he put this team together and how they are so tenacious I mean uh, Rudy Gobert initially I thought that they overstepped the boundaries by getting him and they give him all the strath but he's been phenomenal for them he's been blocking shots he's been cleaning up the boards He's been phenomenal and Edwards is, you know, basically the alpha dog or at least he thinks is the alpha dog in that team. And he basically just tells Towns what to do and how to get him right. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed. I didn't think that Minnesota was going to come along so fast. What what do you think about the Timberwolves so far? Minnesota, um... It's been amazing. I seen a little bit of glimpse of it when they were playing. I think Memphis in the, in the playoffs, and you know, I just felt like they were missing something. And they made some tweaks, and and now they're pretty much doing what Memphis was doing. And uh, and uh, I think that uh, you know, like I said, I think that you know, the GM's doing a really good job because I would never have thought that grabbing that guy would would you know, would solidify them and, and make them where they are. And obviously it didn't happen right away. But, you know, and then of course they had to get the alpha to act like the alpha and not act like the baby. And he's done that. So um, I think it's working for them. They're doing really well. And they're, and they're leading with their defense. Yeah, they're doing it with the defense. That defense wins championships. I, I, I'm really, I'm really happy that Minnesota, I think they're leading the West. They're the number one team. If I'm yeah. looking at the standings, um, I just I just feel like, hey, um, this is this is what they wanted, right? This is what they wanted all along. They wanted a defensive team, and they have. I mean, would you consider Edwards the best point guard as far as scoring out there? You know, other than SGA. Yeah, I would. I would have to give you that. Um... Yeah, I would have to agree with you on that. 
Uh, like, yeah, I just look at their record now. They are number one in the West. And and OKC is actually second, which I didn't know. I thought Denver was next. Um, and that's impressive. And then, you know, it's just, that's a tough conference to be number one at. Very so. tough, very tough. And, you know, I just, I feel like, you know, the other day, Edwards, I don't know who they're playing. I was watching the highlights and it was like, Edwards could get to the basket anytime he wants. It, nobody can really, you know, he's not super fast like Max, like Maxi can be, but he's strong and fast. Yes, he, do, he needs to work on his three-point shooting, but the dude is just unstoppable when he wants to be. Sometimes he makes some dumb mistakes, but I think that's just youth. Agree. Uh, Larry, let's let's get to the coaches roundtable. Let's let's talk about coaches because you know this is not technically mid-season, but we're one month away from having the All Star break, and you know we have this list of coaches who's making top top dollar but the record doesn't show it so let's 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 start backwards from uh from the least to the most and let's let's talk about rick carlisle because he's making what 7.5 7.25 million a year the indiana paces are 17 and 14 uh is he earning this record or is he just you know i think he's still shaping the team what do you think I I think I wouldn't think he would be in your top five eight coach, but he just was runner up to the end season tournament. He's got a potential MVP in Halliburton, who's leading in the assist uh, this year, and um, you know he's got a young. We got a lot of young players. He doesn't really have like a lot of vets that we're looking at. So I, I, I give him a nod. I say okay, he's okay being where he's at. Um, you know I I just. I just think that uh, I think they just came out of nowhere, and they're and they're showing us that they're they're, they're ready they're ready to take. I think having Halliburton on your team helps. <laughs> I don't think I I don't think maybe Sacramento didn't know what they had. I think that they had Darren Fox, and they were like, "Yeah, Halliburton is expendable," but he's a special human being. I I think that. That team will go as far as Halliburton will carry them. I we never won the trade. Yeah, yeah, they <laughs> definitely won the trade. Um, the next coach, Eric Spoltra, making eight and a half million dollars a year. He are nineteen and thirteen. What do you? I think Eric Eric Spoltra is a good coach. What what do you what do you think, Larry? Uh, I don't think I can argue with this one. Um. He, he, they don't play that well during the regular season, but when it comes to getting into the playoffs, they play hard. I mean, I think we were in the eighth seed last year, mm-hmm. and just started just just dismantling teams. He knows how to get his team ready to play. He makes people who don't play that well play better. Um, so yeah, I think he's definitely uh, he's definitely he's getting his pay. He's getting his pay. Is eight point five mil for nineteen thirteen record. Butler's been out. So he lost a lot of key players from that team as well. He's doing a good job. Yeah, and and I think I've had this conversation with other people about how the NBA 82 games is is definitely a lot. And I think that the Miami Heat, 
they don't they let other people carry them during their regular season and then when it comes to the playoff they just turn it on i don't know how they do it i don't know you know how this miami heat culture works down in miami but when you think that oh they have a horrible record they're not gonna do anything no they're gonna they're gonna play in the finals so i i think eric spolstra is you know he's he's a good coach i don't think he's in the hot seat i think that like you mentioned earlier i think that their best player is out they got a couple of the injuries to the guards i think that they're gonna they're gonna be all right uh the next one on the line steve kerr making nine and a half million golden state warriors at 15 and 17. larry is he on the hot seat he's definitely on the hot seat um i know it's sad to say that they just won the championship two years ago but um he's he's on the hot seat because what has changed you know and the gm would be on the hot seat as well because then you didn't make a change you know and um I think we talked about the German antics earlier, and you know, to me, I feel like that's a that's a that's a cop out. They're using Draymond uh, Draymond to to you know take away attention of what they're doing. They're not a playoff team. That record's going to get worse. They're not ready, and I blame Steve Kerr. Time to move on from Steve Kerr. He should not be the third highest paid coach right now. Um, and that is what it is. I mean, because even before they won the championship, they had a little. Uh, you know, drop off as well. You know, why didn't you make moves to cover for, you know, key injuries? Um, so, yeah, sorry, Steve. Uh, you're not where you're supposed to be right now. Yeah, I mean, when when the Boston Celtics went on that four-game West Coast swing and they lost to Golden State, I think I was really upset because Golden State is not a good team. They lack size. And the fact that we went in there. I know we didn't have. I think we didn't have Pasinga's playing, but I was just like, we're stronger, we're taller. We, why, why even get into this three-point contest with Golden State? You know they're gonna win if you let them shoot. And I just, I, I felt disappointed because they're, you know, they won the championship two years ago, but they're declined so fast. And so hard i i was i was really upset is steve kerr on the hot seat i mean he's on the hot seat but i don't think he'll get fired if that makes any sense i i i feel like two years removed is not enough for firing but that whole and before larry before the year started the gm that they had he just retired he all of a sudden just quit he just said i don't want to do this anymore so they got a new GM to start the season. And I just feel like, you know, they, they're going to make some moves in the trade in the trade deadline. And I think that, you know, at least the very least, they should be in the playing game. The very least. But I don't know. I don't know if they even, if they make it because that's a tough conference. Yeah, it is. Uh, the other, the other coach, Monty Williams, making... 13 mil a year. <laughs> the Toy Pistons record is 3 and 29. Is Monty on the hot seat? Monty is on the hot seat. And it's, it's his fault. You know, they knew that he didn't want to go to Detroit. 
they offered him this huge amount of money, but it wasn't coaching that was the issue. It's the culture there. Something wrong with their culture. For them to to lose 28 games and be okay with it, that's not that's not good. Um, they they need to change the, the entire culture. They need to change the entire management from 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 ball boy and up. You know, you got a good coach in Monty, but he should have took less money because now all the attention is on him. And they, he's going to be the first one they get rid of um, to, to, to free up the money to, to make some changes. He's on the hustle. And, and and I know he he was able to turn around the Pelicans when he was there. And he did a pretty good job when he was with the Suns. But I think the expectations were so high in Detroit because, you know, technically, like we mentioned earlier in the show, they they do have good players there. And I think when they gave Monty this what, you know, this water cash to come coach, I think the the expectation was that, hey, we're we're like a top six team. We're a top eight team. And now they're like. You know they just they just snapped the losing streak last night. So yeah, this is <laughs> yes, yes, this is definitely bad for Monty. Um, here's here's the last coach on the list, Pop, making sixteen mil a year. Currently, they're five and twenty six. Is Pop in the on the hot seat, Larry? Uh, Pop, uh, you know, Pop should be getting like royalties and you know residuals at this point because of what he's done in the past, and and maybe that's why he's getting paid this amount of money. Um, you know, he's I think is he the longest? I think he is the longest tenured coach right now. I can't see anyone else uh, coaching longer than him. So I would say you know he he earns what he's making. Um, we know this is a rebuilding year for them. Uh, they didn't do well last year, and that's how they got one. But anyway. Um, so I hesitate to put him on the hot seat. Um, I think he's close, but I think with Pop, you say, hey, you can go when you're ready. You know, if Pop wants to move on, he can move on. If Pop wants to retire, he can retire. I don't think he's going to because I know that because of their record, they're going to get another good draft pick. And when you add that with what they already have, now you're, you're, you're starting to rebuild. So I think the management... GM, they all know that the rebuilding year, they're trying to get back to where they need to be. Um, you know, I think that's what they need to make clear with the Patriots, and they didn't, and they didn't do that. But I think Pop's okay. I, I, you know, I compare Pops to, you know, what's going on with Bill Belichick. I think that there are two Hall of Fame coaches. I think the media is definitely blow things out of proportions. Especially New England media, who want who wants Bill Belichick gone no matter what, and you know, I know that this is a performance based league. I'm talking about the NFL, and you can also say the NBA is a performance based league because if you win, you know, you get a lot of fans, you get a lot of hype, you get a lot of you know awards, whatnot. But I feel like. Why, you know, when we talk about Pop, let him do his thing. He has a plan. Why, you know, 
he yes he's making 60 mil a year but there's a reason why he's making so much because he actually wins he actually knows what to do when it comes to the coaching and i just feel like compared to like monty and steve curry he's definitely i, I wouldn't consider him on the hot seat i just think that you know he has a bad record because he's rebuilding yeah so i i you know i definitely see monty i definitely see steve skirt and you know when it comes to eric and uh rick Carlisle, i think that time give them time and they'll fix whatever whatever is going going on i know that with indiana they just don't play defense but you know why they do need to play defense is gonna outscore everybody so it's you know it's just a matter of time basically Got it. Uh, so let's let's talk about the Boston Celtics trade block because you mentioned that they need a seven or eight. So you you think that they just need to bolster up their bench? Yeah, I feel like there's somebody who's missing, and I think we can get this person a really good deal. Nobody's going to give anybody for their starting five at this point. Nobody wants to help Celtics, but I think you can get a seven or eight and. As you see, it could be from a team that's not doing well. I mean, this is going to be a guy who's not really, you know, not really giving a good contribution, but hand on a Celtics team, that one guy. And I, I don't know what kind of build this person has because their bench is not really, the bench is not really put together right. And the reason why I say that is that they, they should have backup for everybody on the starting spot. So if you have a JB, you should have a JB backup. If you have a Tatum, you should have a backup Tatum. And they don't have anything close to that. Um, so I just think that, you know, other than the Porzingis and Horford, you know, that situation seems like that's pretty good. And they, and even their other two that they have to back up the center is in good shape. So they got that down. But I feel like the other positions, um, do we really have a power forward? You know, that, that those are things that are, that are questioning. Yeah, I'm in agreement. When when I put what the Celtics should trade for, I put more size because when I look at the two losses to Golden State um, and the Pacers this past month, they got our rebound, our our rebounded on on those games, and I was like, this team shouldn't be our rebounded, especially you know when I look at their bench. I mean. Yes, I think Keda or Kira, I mispronounced his name. I, I think he's a good, good player. But, you know, you mentioned power forward. They have Stevens because he, he could he be any better. You know, I, I want him. I want more. I want more out of him. I, I think, you know, they have they have to just get bigger. I think that they don't, you know, power forward, maybe like with Al Holford taking nights off because he's so, you know, he's getting up there in age, I think they, they need more size and, you know, having Percet, it's not enough. Having uh, Stevens is not enough. I, I just want to, I want to see them make a move for, you know, just a bigger, 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 more size is basically what I'm saying. I, I You know, I think KP, you know, he's going to have his, you know, ups and downs, 
about you know having this nagging injuries but i i you know jordan wars he, he's not ready um i just you know i i want to see them go out there and get more size what i'm saying i agree i mean i think in those two losses indiana and joe golden state Porzingis did not play those two games but we have one without Porzingis. um but in those two games you could tell that there was definitely a need for it and if you have a power forward that can kind of step up when we have an injury to Porzingis and we have somebody we have our key we have our beast that are in then then the, that power forward should be able to make up that difference and it didn't happen yeah that didn't happen and you know i think when they when you look at the boston celtics bench yes hauser is a good good player pritchett is a good player even Cornette is a good player but you know i i've seen Cornette get you know physical get physical with people or, or vice versa i've seen people get physical with Cornette, and he he's not he doesn't handle it well I, I and I just he's a smart player, but I want to see more like of a mean streak. I don't know. It's just you know it, the NBA. I mean, I know that you have to kind of walk that fine line between you know Draymond, which is extreme, and then like being super soft. But this is the NBA. You gotta you just gotta take it for what it is. Absolutely, absolutely, and and that's why I like Derek White because. You know, we were missing we were missing Brown in a game and, and White did some brown like stuff and we won. And then the next game we were missing Tatum and, and White did some Tatum like stuff and we won. But someone's gotta step up when Porzingis is not there and I think that's the issue. Who is that person that can do those things that Porzingis does? Okay, so for the month for the month of January, Larry, what what are your must watch games? Okay. January, um, let's see. Wow. I would say let's 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 do Indiana. Let's do Indiana. And let's do Minnesota. Indiana, Minnesota, because Indiana we, we lost the NCC tournament to them and Minnesota because they're the best team in the West. Yeah, I have I have Minnesota as well, but then I have Milwaukee, I have Denver, and then I have Houston. And I have Houston because they play well at home. Um, on the road is you know so so, but the fact that Ime Udoka is coming back to the Boston Garden, I want to see what kind of reception he gets. I want to see if he gets booed, if he gets clapped, if he gets, you know, I just, I'm intrigued by um, what what the Boston crowd is going to do when he comes back. That's the only thing that's all good. Good pick. Jeremy's going to be interesting. Larry, uh, and I was about to say, yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> I have them going 6 and 10. Larry, you have them going 10 and 6. I... My my expectations are low, um, but I could have easily just changed them. But I don't I don't want to. I, I feel like this is what I, I was hoping that they would do at the beginning of the season. Of course, I didn't know that they were going to be this good. So I'm pleasantly surprised, and I think that they're going to probably have a better record than six and ten. But I want to see them 
continue the home streak. I want to see them win on the road and nine nine and six. You mentioned right nine and six. So let's let's see some of that. Let's see, you know, let's see what January predicts because I feel like if they have a twelve and two record again or or just just a really really good January record, you. You have to vote for Derek White for to be an all-star, right? He doesn't miss games. He doesn't, you know, he does all the little things. Why would you not want him to be the all-star? I mean, other than Damian Lillard, who would be his competition? Who who do you who would be like the the starting point guard? Even the reserve, I think he can make a great reserve. Mm. But you, but you have them losing five home games in January. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm hoping that I'm wrong about that. I'm hoping that I'm wrong because they, I mean, they play Minnesota at home. They play, uh, you know, they play Denver at home. I, Denver, I they play yeah. the Clippers at home. I just feel like those are tough games, and you know, I, I want to see. I, and the, and when they play the Clippers, I think. I think uh, Leonard Kawhi was not on that during that game. I think he missed that game. Can't recall. But I know that they didn't have they didn't have right. all three Harden. Um, they didn't have the three. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, they're all, all four. I think all Westbrook four. played. Uh, PG played. Harden played, but I I don't think Kawhi played. So I wanna you know I wanna see how they do when all four play the Boston Celtics. That's why I give them a loss, but. You know, if the same thing happens and their injuries attack the Clippers, that that could easily be a win for the Celtics. Yeah, and the and the Minnesota Milwaukee game, those are those are back to back. Those are back to back. Yeah. So I mean, I this is this is going to be an interesting test. I, I feel like January is going to make a break. You know, not their season. I think that they can still get the number one, you know, number one spot. But this is going to be gonna be a real test this is where you know if we were living up north this is where you hunker down the cold months and the cold weeks and you just hey you just watch basketball all day so uh larry uh what do you, what do you got to tell the celtics fans out there before we end the show happy new year you know your team is undefeated at home you know we're gonna bring the best basketball I think we're ready. I think we're ready, Richie. Yeah, I would. I would. I would uh, echo the same thing. Happy New Year, twenty twenty four. Boston sky's the limit. This Celtics team. Hopefully, cross my fingers. There's no injuries, and we just keep the ball rolling. Just keep defend defend your home court like they've been doing. I I I love it. I I can't get enough. That's why, you know when. When you text me that that the Detroit game was a trap game, I I was like, I was like thinking about it. I was like, yes, I know that they just they're coming off of high. They just beat the Lakers, so they're like, you know, unbeatable. And and they were down what twenty points, right? Twenty one yeah. points. Yeah, that, that road trip, that coming back from that road trip, and not playing a really good team, and. That team, other team being hungry, it was just a bad, it was just a bad, you know, just a disaster way to happen. And, no um, JB. No JB. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, yeah. We're definitely not better when we're missing some of our key players. Um, and uh, it, it looks really bad. 20, I think it was 21 points down. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think it was 21 points at their court and then they came back. You know, I... I, I I looked at I looked at Twitter really fast and people were just like, Oh, this is a trap game. Oh, bet on the bet on Pistons to win this and I was just like, No, I don't believe it. There's no way I know that Detroit is a hungry team, it's a, it's you know, coached by Monty. I was just like, No, they, they just need they just need to hunker down and give a better effort and that's what they did in the second half and you know, Derek White did his thing, so I'm happy that they won. They won that game. I'm happy that they won the following game against Toronto. So, yeah, this tonight when they play San Antonio should be, you know, a good barometer of where they are uh, as far as 2023. Yeah, yeah. if they can hunker down and get one more victory for us, all right, my man. All right, man. I appreciate it. So. Uh, on the next time that we meet, it's going to be the end of January. We'll do episode number four. We'll hopefully be undefeated at home. I just jinx them, but we'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right. Happy New Year. All right. Happy New Year. Peace. All right, Larry. I'll talk to you later. All right, brother. Take it easy. All right. Take it easy. Hey guys, thanks again for watching. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on uh, Shut Your Mouth Podcast at gmail.com. That's shutympodcast at gmail.com. You can also hit us on Twitter or on Instagram at SYM Podcast. Thanks again.